You know, the, mm-hmm. the way that I practice self-care has changed um, and it always will. And being able to go back to journaling um, and talking to people who maybe have been through it before, it helps so much. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with Moms Without Capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. We have here today on the Moms Without Capes podcast, a very special guest, Jillian Astaritha. Welcome to the show, Jillian. Thank you so much for having me. So Jillian helps moms prioritize themselves without feeling guilty for taking a break from motherhood. She believes that each mom is unique and needs to, and needs to nourish that person within, not just the mother she is for her kids. She's married to her best friend and loves to volunteer for causes run fantasy football leagues, and play games with and without her children. Jillian is here to remind us all that taking time for ourselves is necessary to experience joy in motherhood. Because we have such a similar mission, I I invited Jillian on the show today to have an honest and open conversation about making time for ourselves despite the chaos and busyness of life. I hope you enjoy this conversation because I know it's going to be a great one. So Jillian, thank you so much for coming on the show. And before we get into the making time for ourselves and the the topic for today, can you share with us a little more about your journey and how you were able to to hang up your super mom cape and make time for yourself and all all the good things? Tell us more about your journey. Sure. So uh, I'm a mom to a four-year-old and a two-year-old and, um, So when my four-year-old was about four to five months, I decided to leave my career and become a stay-at-home mom. And that transition was kind of a shock to the system. Um, You know, I had her in my early 30s, which meant I spent a lot of time on my career and, you know, the person I was, you know, like the individual person I was. And so to then become this like 24-7 mom, um, it really was shocking, the isolation, the loneliness, you know, it's just, you can't really prepare for it. Um, and so I kind of felt myself like disconnected from who I, I remembered being. And I just said like, who am I? What do I, what do I like? What do I stand for? Like who's Jillian and not like, who's like this baby's mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> All so the story kinda... is so familiar. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Um, and, you know, I wish that I knew somebody like you to at, at that time, you know, like years and years ago, because when you talk about it, it, you do hear so many similarities in the stories. Um, and it took me a long time of journaling and, and just like working through what I wanted from life again and who I was. And so that journaling turned into a blog, which turned into then, you know, this coaching business, like a year and a half later, um, just because I connected with so many people who were feeling very similarly. Okay. Yeah, no, just so many of the things that you just mentioned just resonate with me so much, because it is like that decision to become a stay at home mom and to really step out of your old identity and and step into this new identity where it's like 24 7 where you lose you know you stop giving yourself permission to be interesting because you fall into this role that you're like you know as it's an important role it's like what the most important role right like is being this mom raising these little humans but yet we end up losing so much of ourselves and who we know we ourselves to be in that role which is why you know why we are doing what we're doing to help other women because I feel like wow like you were lucky you did it I mean your kids well wow, four and two yeah yeah so it took me 12 years <laughs> 12 years like as a stay-at-home I was for a 14 year old like I was stay-at-home mom for 14 years and it took me a really long time to realize like hey like it was kind of like who am I it had been so long that it was that journey back to myself that really was like what do I even like who am I what you know there were so many questions that I had because motherhood changes you right like motherhood so you're not the same person but then you've got to figure out who you are inside that that role yeah exactly let's talk about the idea of reclaiming your time right? Like getting time for yourself. Why, in your opinion, is it important for moms to make time for themselves? So I think, first of all, like, it's humanly impossible to, like, run 24-7 and not take a little bit of time. You know, even if even the smallest bit of time can really help you recenter and, and refresh and just kind of bring yourself back to this place of not constantly like boiling over, you know, and, you know, I know when I find myself getting extra frustrated quickly with, you know, my, my very intelligent four-year-old who <laughs> really gives me a rock for my money. Um, you know, I, I can That's tell a like, sign. That's a sign. <laughs> it is time for me to step away for a little bit, you know, cause it, it really impacts every other part of your life, your relationships with everybody in your life. And just the really the way you might feel about yourself. You know, I feel better about myself if I've been able to take some time and remind myself like, Hey, you're a person outside of being a mom. Like you were made for so many things. Being a mom is one of those things, but it's just one of, you know? Yeah. It's just Um, one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel like it's so important because we're our kids first role models. And so it's important to model caring for yourself and and kind of like making yourself a priority so they know that they should do that for themselves 
And so that they know when you do it, it's a normal part of life, right? Mm -hmm. They're not feeling neglected by their mom because she took a little while to go exercise or read or whatever. It's just been normalized. Um, And that point was made to me by my own mom when I was talking about some of the struggles in my early, like first year. And she said, it would break my heart to see my child not caring about themselves. Like, she's like, I don't want anyone hurting my child especially my own child, you know? Um, so that kind of put things in perspective. That's, powerful. For me That's really powerful. Like for your mom to have said that to you, because I think of my own mom, like I actually interviewed her on episode 101. Right. And we, we, we laughed like before I was like, mom, I asked, cause before, you know, we're going to get to this at the end, but I used to ask, um, what do you do for self-care? Right. And so when I was doing her round of interviews, that was the question I asked at the end. And I was like, mom, I'm just going to prepare you. I'm going to ask you what you do for self-care. Like, what do you do for yourself? And she was like, no, come on, you know, like I don't. And I was like, like for your mom to have said that to you was really like, cause that's the thing, like trying to break those patterns, those generational patterns and teaching our own kids that it's okay to take time for themselves to really it's that permission paradox, right? Like we, for so long, like we put ourselves on the back burner and then it, it impacts our relationship because I felt like for a long time, my kids didn't even know who I was. Like my husband, like stopped knowing who I was because I stopped knowing who I was. I stopped giving myself permission to be interesting, to be, to be who I am aside from being a mom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned some, you mentioned some great things right there about just why it's so important, why it's key, it's key is to make that time for yourself. So what are some challenges to making this personal challenge? What have you found has been most challenging about making time for yourself? Um, you know, there are times where I, I definitely feel guilty doing it. You know, because if I'm taking time for myself, it definitely means something else isn't getting done. You know, right, it's not like right. there's all this time hanging around, like yeah, for us yeah. to grab it. Like you you have to create it. You have to take it from somewhere else. You know, the number of full sinks I have left in order to do something for me, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even tell you how many. Um, but there's guilt in that. Um, but it's just, you know, trying to work through the guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like with time, it it did take a little while to like get creative and get into the groove because what worked before for, you know, either single me or married, but no children, me, it didn't always work anymore. And starting again is sometimes very uncomfortable and frustrating. If you know what you used to be able to do doesn't work now, there's a frustration there and you want to make it work. Sometimes it just, it won't. Unfortunately. Yeah. 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 I think even like the seasons of motherhood, like what works when your kid's taking daily naps isn't going to work when your kid's not taking naps, right? Like you've got to continually make it work instead of just putting yourself on the back burner and just being like, oh, well, I guess when my kid's 18, I'll get my time back. But like just making sure that you're continue to prioritize yourself and and it's really shifting that underlying belief, which it sounds like that you you were able to do through the journaling and through the self-reflection. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I do it to this day even because there are times where it becomes more frustrating or difficult. As you said, like when kids transition from taking a nap to not, that's where I am right now. Yeah. In my journey. <laughs> <You're> two, <laughs> two and four year old. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And, and so even now from like six months ago until right now, it's changed, you know, the, mm. the way that I practice self-care has changed. Um, and it always will. And being able to go back to journaling, um, and talking to people who maybe have been through it before it helps so much. Mm-hmm. Um, a few weeks ago, I was really experiencing like a huge moment of like overwhelm, like not moment, days, days of overwhelm, <laughs> where I was like crying. Like it was like, how am I was, I was experiencing a lot of self-doubt, like who am I to help other moms with overwhelm when it's exactly what I'm experiencing myself. And so in those moments, which I know are very um, common, right? Like I know you experience like the craziness of life. How do you find um, that you manage the overwhelm or what are some things aside from journaling? What are some things that you do? So I took up yoga after I became a mom Mm -hmm. and I learned, I'm not too much. I was always like an athlete, but more of like a swimmer, softball player. Um, but I memorized a five minute yoga flow. Okay. And (laughs) when I have five minutes and I'm like, I I need to just take those five minutes and it, it helps so much. Um, so that's something that's really been helpful is like those five minutes of yoga, um, and breathing also, um, like very intentional, uh, like box breathing or, Mm -hmm. you know, things that I learned while managing anxiety, um, that, that I deal with and manage through breathing. Um, it's just been very, those two things have been so helpful with the overwhelm because they're calming, you know, right. Like self-care could be put in a lot of different categories and some of it is much more active or, you know, Mm -hmm. but in those moments for me, the calming ones and like the quick ones too, because you, you don't always have 30 minutes or whatever, but it needs to be done. You get, you got to be ready to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So having some tools in your toolbox definitely yeah. helps. Um, it's when you said, you know, there's some more active ways to practice self-care. I think it comes down to like asking yourself, what do I need? Because in those moments when you need breathing, you're not going to go and, you know, go take a walk, walk. Like if you don't have those five minutes, like being like, well, what do I need right now? What can I do to bring myself to that piece, piece of calmness or that place of calmness, not peace of calmness <laughs> to bring some peace, I guess is what <laughs> Hey moms, can't catch a good night's sleep these days? I've got you. Sleep matters. And because it does, not getting the quantity or the quality you need can have detrimental effects on your health and well-being. To feel your best and not only to get through the day, but to have an absolutely amazing day, you've got to get the sleep your body and mind needs, which is why I developed Sleep Matters a course for moms to help you take care of yourself and get the kind of sleep you deserve. In this course, I teach you cognitive and behavioral strategies used in the treatment of insomnia. We work to minimize the sleep worries, re-equate your bed with sleep, set you up with a sound nighttime routine, and establish an environment that is conducive to sleep. Don't waste another night tossing and turning. Enroll in Sleep Matters, self-care for the troubled sleeper, and finally, get your Z's. So let's talk a little bit about the mom guilt, 
because this is something I struggled with a lot. And you did mention that feeling. And you said, I love that you said, well, I still feel it, right? But like, you've been able to acknowledge it and work your way through it. What kind of advice can you give or what has helped you manage that mom guilt so it doesn't cripple you and stop you from doing what it is that makes you you? Yeah, I think the first thing is recognizing it because it can pop up in so many different like feelings and emotions, you know, like it doesn't always feel like, oh, I I took the cookie from the cookie jar. I'm guilty. You know, it's not necessarily going to feel like that. And so for me, it just felt like a, a weight, a weighted feeling like I can't get myself to stand up because it's not the right thing to do right now. I have to do something for the baby or, you know, the toddlers. So recognizing how it kind of like manifests for you so you can like so you can catch it when it's happening but also there's I often find that guilt stems from not meeting expectations of either other people or perceived expectations or the expectations we've developed but based on what other people say we should be doing um that There were a lot of different places it could come from. Like it could be familial. And you said like breaking those patterns. Part of it is is familial patterns of just not taking time because you believe and that motherhood means you're sacrificing yourself all the time until you've moved out. Right. Um, Right. and, And that's hard because we often respect our families, but it doesn't mean everything that's always been done needs to continue to be done. Right. Right. So kind of looking at that change. Exactly. And humans innovate, right? We create machines and and technology for things. That means that we always do need to be changing. So for us to change, it's, it's human nature, really. Right. Right. So how can busy moms, right? Which it describes every mother, right? (laughs) How, um, how can they, do you believe that they can practice self-care every single day? And if so, how, how, what are some ideas that you have? So I do believe that. Um, I believe that if we view self-care as what we like each mom needs personally and not maybe what we're seeing on like social media and, and things like not out of the box we, massages and manicures. <laughs> exactly. Like, I can't get to the spa, but I can practice my, my daily yoga, or I can, for some people, like affirmations are a form of self-care and that really doesn't take too much time, but the difference it could make is huge. Um, so, you know, there's that, but I think also looking at self-care is something you don't have to necessarily do alone. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you could share self-care with your partner. It might be a way to stay connected with your partner and practice self-care. Um, mm-hmm. My husband and I have a deck of couples yoga cards. And, you know, we do that after the kids go to bed. And it's a way of reconnecting after a long day. And we're each getting our self-care in. Um, so it feels good. Um, and sometimes I include my kids in self-care, too. If I've really, if they're having the kind of day where they don't want to leave me alone, I say, hey, let's go kickbox together. Yeah. And um they love it. It's it's hilarious. Um <laughs> but kind of looking at self-care as what you need and then thinking about how it fits into your life instead of trying to keep doing what used to work before and may not fit at this time. 
So I have found that. Yeah. So that's how I think that I, I do believe moms can practice it every day, but it takes a little bit of looking at it maybe a little differently than it looked before. Right. Yeah, no, those are some great ideas. And, and yeah, self-care definitely doesn't have to be done alone. Like it doesn't have to be done by yourself. You can incorporate and back to being that model for your children and showing them that they they need to take care of themselves as well. Like we're 100% responsible for our own life, our kids included. Like sure, we help them, you know, open the, you know, make a sandwich when they're little but like we need to be teaching them and modeling to them that they're important and that they're worthy of prioritizing whether they're a mom a dad or you know a single or whatever they still need to be practicing self-care so doing it with them i love it that's that's a great that's a great thing that we don't have to do self-care alone because as moms we don't often get as much alone time as as you know as we may want. So um, any final advice or anything that you think would be super important for our listeners to know? Showing yourself self-compassion is maybe the most important thing I could say to any mom. You know, we too often we beat ourselves up over the things we can't do in a day or, you know, oh, I could have been a better mom today. Like you were the mom that your kids needed that day. And you're the person you need to be right now. Like give yourself some compassion. And that includes self-care, right? Like taking care of yourself, mind, body, everything. Um, I just, I would love to, to hear that all moms are being more compassionate to themselves. Yeah. Self-compassion is a huge piece of self-care. That's for sure. And, and it, it, that is out of the box. Like that isn't the manicures and the massage, like all the things that we society pushes on us as self-care. Like that's something that we can do that doesn't take long, but it's really just being aware of what we're telling ourselves and then switching. Yeah. Okay. So that's great advice. Today's episode is sponsored by the Supermom Detox, an incredible coaching program designed to help moms take off their supermom cape and feel comfortable in their own skin. Have you felt like you've lost yourself since becoming a mom because you got caught up in the idea that you have to take care of everyone and everything else and sacrifice who you are to be the kind of mom you want to be? The Supermom Detox will guide you in rediscovering who you are and getting yourself off the back burner and onto solid ground. This amazing program will teach you how to let go of perfectionism, people-pleasing, unrealistic expectations, unhealthy boundaries, and negative thought patterns that are keeping you stuck. Motherhood can be so much more enjoyable when you learn to take care of yourself the way you deserve. Stop feeling guilty or bad about making time for yourself. You are so worthy of taking up space. Find out more about the Supermoms Detox by clicking the link in today's show notes and signing up for a call with me. If nothing else, you'll get clear on what's keeping you on the back burner. So Jillian, let us know, what do you do for fun? Um, so for fun, I, as I, I in my bio, <laughs> I love fantasy football. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm borderline obsessed with it. Um, all year I'm doing research on players. Oh, I'm watching yeah. the draft, all the different leagues. Um, 
but it's it's so much fun and i've actually gotten a lot of moms into it into my leagues um because it's just it's camaraderie it's a way to um like not not even be one of the guys i'm not gonna say that but just show the guys like listen anything you can do i can do it too like <laughs> you know and i kind of like that um doing that and i also i like to play the piano um that kind of takes me back to who I was before <laughs> kids. Mm -hmm. um, and I like to read a lot when I get the chance. You know, um, when I was breastfeeding, I took so much time to read. My Kindle was my best friend at that time. So speaking of, what, what book can you recommend to us? So I, one of my favorite series to read, honestly, is um, the Shopaholic series. So Confessions of a Shopaholic. Okay. And I think there's seven after them as well. Um, it's the kind of thing that allows me to turn my mind off completely, which is what I need for self-care. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. The busy mind, it just needs to calm down. Um, so I don't have to think and I can just enjoy it. And um, so I really enjoy those. I'm on, I'm reading them, one of them again, like right now for the probably the fifth <laughs> time. <laughs> That's the, I've seen that series before. I've never read them, but I've seen it. It seems like a fun, like just lighthearted kind of featurey kind of thing. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> nice. So where can listeners find you, Jillian? Um, so I am on Facebook and Instagram and I'm under Guided Parenthood. That's uh, my coaching business name. And I also have a Facebook group called More Than Mom, Finding Yourself After Kids. Um, and it's a really wonderful community where we talk about self-care and some of the mindset shifts that have to happen really to, to make it work um, daily. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. So if you're interested in learning more about Jillian, all of her information is going to be in the show notes of today's episode. So definitely check her out. Go join her group, you know, get to know Jillian. So thank you so much for being on the show today. It was a pleasure meeting you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This, this conversation was so important and so, so fun. We know that there is power in building strong habits in your life. But sometimes making them stick can be the tricky part. Habits are at the core of creating a life where you feel fulfilled and able to be your best self. Learn how to transform your health, your life, and yourself by downloading my free guide, Building Strong Habits. The link to grab your guide is in the show notes of today's episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.